Good morning, good morning, good morning, Noodleberg Daily Huddle. Welcome back. Welcome to Thursday. Welcome to a great day to overcome adversity. And there's Jonathan Aarons coming in this morning. I love you, Jonathan. Jonathan sends me a message yesterday and says, hey, Mark, I don't know if you need a nest or you need an extender but something's going on with your Wi-Fi. And I was like, yes, Jonathan, I know. So yesterday, I spent 30 minutes on the phone with Xfinity for them to basically tell me that there's nothing they can do for me until they get the outage fixed in my area. So this is where we're at. Oh, my God. It is, uh, it is some crazy, crazy times. It just shows you how dependent we are on internet. I mean, you know, you, you, you become accustomed to it, you know, in your home, you know, I mean, but think about it, you're on a plane and you're doing it. And it goes Anywhere. out. I'm going to call Mark. I'm going to call a few long musk for you and get you a Starlink. So you yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Let's see if we can get that done. Although Elon's got much bigger problems right now with Twitter. Um, but so we're here, we're back. I'm hoping that I'm able to piece the show together for you guys, because I can tell you this, if you guys are annoyed by the way my connection has been during the huddle, just ask some of my coaching clients what it's been like to have a meeting with me over the past two days. I think, it it's, awful. Been- I think it's awful that you can't get to a place where you have good internet. So It's unreal. I went to Sith, and I love Sith. I would shout out to Sith. I'm going there this morning to meet people in person. I'm meeting you know, Drew Offert all there for a coaching call. I'm meeting Benny Wright there after for an in-person coffee. Like, in person is great, but I went there to use the Wi-Fi, and Jake was like, "Leave and go home. It's worse there than it was at your house." You know so. what? Speaking of in person, though, there's uh, Les Gusky, that a boy called yeah. Larry, Larry <laughs> the cable guy. Um, well, it's so a couple of things ways you can go here. Um, we talk about customer experience all the time. You know what's it like? What's it like to be a customer? you shared with me this morning, which most people do. It's a disaster. And and it's like, it's, you know, Seth writes about this all the time, how the further you, the more you scale the company and the bigger the company gets, the more the decisions move away from the customer. The more the decisions move towards making your boss happy or answering to a P&L and you lose making the customer the answer to the problem because I'm talking to somebody on the phone that is not a human. They sound like a human, but they're reading a script and they've been told exactly what to say and they repeat it over and over. And I'm like, you're not helping me have a conversation and you're actually making me more angry about the situation that's happening right now. Well, so part of human interaction is emotion. They are emotionless. They've taken emotion out of it. They just don't care. Volume, what are you going to do? So what's but your resource? What's even, your resource? Even, right, even worse, like they've taken the emotion out of it, but the script tells them to like apologize for the inconvenience. So like in the most monotone, like unemotional way possible, this person is going, yes, Mr. Nudelberg, I'm very sorry for your inconvenience. And I'm like, I'm going to run some diagnostics right now. Like, dude, just help me. Right, talk to me like you cannot help me. Listen to Scotty. You go old school, man. We did yesterday. We did yesterday. So I was talking to Scotty through a call, and he was like, dude, 
I'm just going to call you. I know what you look like. I don't need to see your face while we talk. He's got, he's got a point because sometimes it's really refreshing. It's liberating, actually, to be on the phone and not have to drill and look into yeah. someone's face. So, um, yeah, we have some good stuff today. We've um, got great content. We're going to go head on, on headline. It seems like you're going to make it through okay. So far, so good. Let's go, baby. You're the king of the jinx. Let's go. Let's get to some wake up music and let's go. continually shout out the amount of people that I speak to each day that are on the huddle watching it and are not live. They're not here saying hello. We had some new people uh, yesterday that reached out to me that said, how do I get on the huddle? Great. If you're here, say good morning. Part (laughs) of the benefit is being here, part of the crew and making yourself visible to the rest of the community. But I think that's what's super cool. Like we're going to continue to push this community thing. Get on the ball is going to move towards more of a community. We're going to push this interaction and connection between everybody that's between the huddle and on the ball and all those kinds of things. So it's exciting stuff coming up. So there is an announcement coming on uh, August 1st. There is new stuff coming from the Noodlebergs, which is, which is really cool. But a shout out to Ron Katz, who, I spoke to him the other day. He's just so great. Um, and he said, hey, I'm doing business with people in the huddle. He reached out to Molly Wilson. And the next thing you know, there's business happening. And there you go. Chip Kevin. Holy shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to business. All the there we go. Look at that. We just lit a fire. Bang, bang, bang. Nice. So Nick Mao is here this morning. Nick, super excited to go to the baseball game with you guys today. Janine is here. Super excited to see Janine on Monday. Uh, We got a call on Friday to prep for next week. So that's really good stuff. But Shay, I need you to pop into the huddle for a minute because I'm going to the Marlins game. And dad, do you know the last time I went to a Marlins game? It was with you, so I'll give you that. I'll give you that hint that it was with you. Uh, did we? I don't know. I don't know. Dude, it was. We sat first baseline, and it was with a bunch of people that we no longer spend time with. But I think it was like two thousand, and I want to say it was twelve. It was. So I'm talking about, it was definitely before I came on for sure. Thousand percent. And so I'm excited to be going to the baseball game. First of all, Nick and Brian have done an unbelievable job. They emailed me a parking pass, valet parking pass, so I can get right in. Like, super unbelievable experience working with those guys. But, Shay, I know nothing about the Marlins or what I'm supposed to be looking at today. So I need something. So, <laughs> yeah, Chris White said probably last, definitely. Thousand percent the last time. Well, we used, we used to go. Sport did the Marlins play? We used to go. <laughs> well, when I when I started with 
on the ball. We used to go to opening day basically every year. Mm-hmm. Um, but exciting game last night. Um, walk off wild pitch after they struggled to uh, score. And okay, um, yeah. So so we got a win last that, night. And we're looking to get a win today. Uh, looking to get a win today to split the series. Yes. Let's the go. Are actually currently playing. <laughs> <laughs> baseball season is happening so and christy says her kids will be there today with their camp so i will be on yeah, the lookout yeah. for the young yeah, you, and, boys. you and 25 other people will be there so. <laughs> yeah, so i'm excited i'm excited thank you nick thank you brian for the invitation super excited to see you guys today okay let's get to some huddle headlines because you know firm believer that success leaves clues leaders are always putting information out there to, uh, to help you if you're paying attention to what they're telling you. Shay, give me the huddle headline, you know, entry, and then we'll talk about what the first one is. Okay, so I love this article. Google CEO Sundar Pichai uses the four-word rule to measure success. And he talks about how it's counterintuitive for most organizations. The larger they get, the more success they have, the more conservative they get. And he says it's his responsibility to push the culture of innovation within the organization to be continuously looking for new ideas, new ways to get better. And he said the way he does this is to reward the effort and not the outcome reward effort not outcomes which like ding 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 as soon as i read that i was like number one keep it simple right as simple as a rule can get for being successful but then it took me back to when i would take over a team that was shitty they sucked we got there and we got there because the previous staff had gotten fired which meant that team wasn't very good and we were going to teach them how to win well You don't start winning before you're teaching them how to win. So you can't celebrate wins before teaching them how to win. So you really had to be focused on rewarding the effort of doing the right things, even if it wasn't getting us the results that we were looking for yet. So I think it's reorienting what you consider a win. A win is not only winning the game there are wins all along the way and i am constantly uh you know reiterating that celebrating small victories lead to big victories so you know everybody wants to win the college football championship there's only one that's going to win it if you got to second place does that mean you lost or is it did you have a couple of wins along the way and it reminds me you know, many, many years ago, I got asked to be a part of a influencer group that was helping Damon John uh, promote his book, The Power of Broke. And I just gave this book to Andy Smith. And The Power of Broke basically talks to the fact that the, the more wealthy the company, the more success the company gets, the stupider the decisions you make. Right, right. You the money. Oh, yeah, let's spend 100 grand on that. If you <laughs> operate... From a broke mentality, which you know, that's how I operate. You like go, Dad, what are you talking about? <laughs> Look at this, the landscape. I operate like we're going out of business every day. Yeah. Those, that's how you stay focused on early wins. 
So, and I think when we talk about wins, most people's minds immediately go to outcome. They think of winning. They think of the result. So I call it championship behavior, right? That what is, you have to define what winning behavior for is for you as an individual or what it is for you as an organization. That was, you know, I had a great conversation with, uh, with Andy Smith earlier this week talking about that exact thing. Like, you got to define what the winning behavior looks like for people. Having an accountability conversation is really hard for people because they haven't done the right thing of setting the expectation up front and saying, here's the behavior that I want to see. I love it. Forget about outcomes. I, if you can show up Monday through Friday and give me this behavior and do these things day in and day out, I'll worry about the outcomes down the road. I'll give you a long runway. But if you're showing up, and you're not able to show up with the right behavior day in and day out, then I know you don't have the opportunity to help us win a game, you know, or, or, or be successful as an well, organization. You hit it on the head. If you create the right behaviors, it's James Clear all over again, the right habits, daily habits. Greg talks about our DMO. It was something that I did early on for my salespeople. And I said, listen, I don't want to guess what you're doing. That's not good management opportunity right. for me. I don't want to, and you want to make sure I know what you're doing. So I stay away from you. So just show me what you're doing. Show right. me the behaviors. I will know if you do the right behaviors, you will, you will actually get to a point of sales. Um, you know, and that, that is a fundamental difference in the way that people manage when they manage on outcomes, goals, you know, uh, you know, quotas, quotas are stupid. And the other part of that is then making sure that you're defining the right behaviors, right? Like there are lots of football teams out there that are still running the same drills from 1985 that are not going to be as successful as what the Seahawks were doing when they revolutionized the way they practiced tackling. They changed the way that they practiced tackling, which made them a better tackling football team, which helped them win a championship. It's the same thing in sales, right? If you're still talking about the behaviors that were successful in 1985 and don't recognize that we're playing a new game in a new arena with different, with different ways of playing it, then you could be coaching all the behavior all you want, but you coach the wrong behavior. Well, well, so it's interesting because in a lot of the conversations I'm having now, people are getting back into going out to see people. And right. that's an old habit that's not efficient. It still plays a role, but it's not the go-to. When I was in sales, the first thing you wanted to do was get face-to-face. -face. I don't think that's the right behavior anymore. And so getting in front of people is important but at a different stage of the game. So different behavior when we say to people, and I think Jeff Bishop put it in here um, a day or two ago, our metric is C to C, you know, conversation connections to conversations. If you're having the right amount of conversations every day, and I can tell you this, you know, Tony Nugent, who was the number two dude at MetLife, and I have had this conversation over and over again. You can look at someone's calendar and go, this person's on it, right? They're going to be successful or they're not because their behaviors are right there. They have five conversations a day, 25 a week, 100 a month, 300 a quarter, 1,200 a year. It's not brain surgery. So reward that. 
all along the way. Did you get your five? High five. Boom. Done. There you go. So now you're rewarding the behavior. And then to take that a step back further is how do you go about getting those conversations, right? For me, I know it was like, well, I can't just jump in and have conversations. I got to start doing the activity. They're going to get me those conversations, celebrating the people that are going about it and doing it the right way. Show me how you're connecting with people. Show me the way you're engaging with people. Show me where you're going. Show me who, who you're trying to get in front of and how you're going about trying to get in front of those people. That to me is championship behavior, right? Like I talked about it with City, like, we can't just sit here at the end of the day and say, well, we're down in services and we're down in sleep. So we got to make sure that we're hitting those numbers. How are we getting down? What are we missing? Are people handing out the test rest cards? Are people getting them onto the mattresses? Like, how are we staying focused on the process that gets us there in order to get us to our outcomes? This is a really cool conversation because it comes up everywhere we go, you know, like um, I had this conversation with Michael Rosenberg, who is a managing partner at Rogue Attorneys, Rogue, Rogue Lawyers. And he was like, at what point do I talk about my value pro- when I want to, when I want to sell them? That's different for people. That's awkward because they're so used to jumping in the conversation, starting with what they do different than who you are. And he's like, you know, so I was showing him exercises yesterday. We're actually working stuff out. And he goes, oh, that's easy. I can make an introduction to this person for you. And you, you can make that introduction. I go, yeah. I go, he <laughs> is potentially a salesperson for you. That's great behavior. That is building pipeline, which that's reward that behavior. Rewarding reward. pipeline. Like that yeah. to me is, and when you focus that, I think that was, so when I started the conversation in front of Hayden's group yesterday, I asked somebody, or I asked the group, I said, you know, define for me what the most important behavior is in sales. And one person hopped up immediately and was like, always be closing. And I was like, great, you and I are going to have a great conversation yeah. today because then I shifted everybody's perspective to you have no control over that, especially in today's world where people have access to far more information than they've ever had. I got two inbound connection requests today. One was from somebody who's looking for a coach. And instead of me responding with, let me tell you what I coach, I just said, why are you looking for a coach? Right? And he said, well, I'm looking to grow in these areas. Bingo. Now we can have a relevant conversation. But the way he found me was because I'm putting out content every day. And oh, by the way, the LinkedIn algorithm, it just does what it's supposed to do and serves people the thing that they're looking for. So I think, you know, we going on and on about. We, we should stay on it because this is why it's so much more fun because you're in conversations with people and none of this is taking place in person yet. Correct. It's like, just all happening. So, you know, everybody's, oh my God, I'm back to driving and going and, you know, lunch every day. I'm like, what, lunch? What are you kidding me? Lunch. <laughs> I have an hour and a half on my calendar for lunch. Lunch is old school. Lunch yeah. is what do you Does it take you an hour and a half to eat lunch? You know, people ask me, well, well, when when do you eat lunch? I go, I eat when I'm hungry. I go to sleep when I'm tired. You know, I, I, it doesn't matter what time of day it is. Real you know, time example of that is like, I'm going to meet Benny Wright for coffee this morning. 
but we had an unbelievable virtual coffee first. Now, I would have had to drive all the way up to West Palm, sit down, meet him, spend time there to then have to do it all over again when we connected virtually, had a great conversation, talked nothing about business, talked all about his BMX biking background, how he grew up down here, how he ended up in the space that he was in coming out of BMX biking. I said, dude, this is phenomenal. I would love to spend time in person because now I know we've got a relationship to build from, not to sell him, right? But to further that relationship, because like you said, everybody has the opportunity to buy from you or know somebody who can. So all I'm focused on is building pipeline and building a network of people who know me, like me and trust me. So, you know, so fascinating because all of us that have pets, you have pets, I don't, but people who have pets, are very often the way you train the behavior is with a reward. Thousand percent. Right. Here's a, here's a, here's a cookie. Here's a something, you know, well that, you know, and, and I say this about human behavior, you can't change human behavior without rewards and consequences. So the reward is the upside. Yeah. The consequences, if you don't do this, what happens? If you didn't go to bed, Oh, I told you to keep your sneakers clean. Man. Yeah, it was a consequence. For that. <laughs> you almost lost your feet. Severe consequence for that. But, so, but even prior to that is then shaping the behavior, yeah. right? Like you can't just say, this is what I want you to do. Here's the reward for doing it. Here's the consequence for not. That's not real coaching. Real coaching is then looking at what they're actually doing and helping them shape the behavior correctly to make them successful. That's what coaches don't want to do. Coaches just want talented people that they can tell them exactly what to do and they go do it and it's great and great, I'm done coaching. It's not real coaching. No. Real coaching is taking the people that want to work really hard at it but don't necessarily have all the talent and helping those people find success and that's where the real successful people come from. So I want to close today, which unbelievable. We went one headline for the whole show. That's fantastic. But you're absolutely dead on. My number one achievement is John Harrity. You know, right. John Harrity came in and said, look, I'm an engineer that became an attorney, which means I'm a nerd. Can you teach a nerd how to do this stuff? I said, it's all process. If yes. you follow the plan, change, not even change the behavior, start doing these behaviors on a daily basis, you will get the results. And man, you look at him and his firm, they're out of, you know, they're so far ahead of the curve of any law firm in terms of business development. He's been the reason why we look at Lou asking. No, Lou says OT, OT, OT. We are not going to do OT. We got to go. Tons of places to go and do but excellent conversation today excited to head to the marlins game you guys have a fantastic thursday and we'll see you tomorrow please don't worry about me i'm about to let my heart speak friends keep telling me to leave this so let's get down let's get down to business let's get down let's get down to business Give you one more night, one more night to get